Life Audio. Welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, a women's ministry with the purpose of connecting women through inspiration and encouragement. This week, we have on our very special guest, Emily Holland. Emily talks about a challenge she walked through with her now husband before they were married, her experience with infertility, which led to her current pregnancy, and she also talks about a serious health scare she had with her sister, Elle, who was actually previously on our podcast. Her story is incredibly encouraging. She talks a lot about the peace that comes after obedience many times, and I learned so much from Emily, and I know you will too. Enjoy! Awesome. Um, well, yeah, let's get into the first question. I love this question because it helps us to just understand, you know, why you even identify yourself as a Christian. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you? Like, when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian or how did you come to know God? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of goes at their own pace as far as, um, when they, you know, when they know God, I feel like that's, you know, a much bigger, um, kind of realization and relationship than when you, you know, first begin to be a Christian. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. I don't remember a time where it was not a active part of our life, either going to church, you know, some of my earliest memories are the, um, being in the car with my mom and my sister and listening to, um, like adventures in Odyssey and the salty tapes, you know, and, you know, so that was always in the forefront of, of things, you know, in the coming and going. And, um, so I think there, I distinctly remember there's a salty tape where, uh, he's talking to a bunch of kids about, you know, accepting Jesus into your heart. And I was very, very young. Um, and I, you know, I did that not really knowing what that truly meant. Um, but I've had, you know, that foundation from the very beginning. Um, and it's evolved over time. Um, I think for, you know, a lot of my, you know, growing up, I probably kept it a little bit more quiet. Um, and then as I got older, shared it a little bit more. Um, but there's, there's been that foundation from the very beginning, um, which I'm super grateful for. I don't think that I know for a fact, I, I wouldn't be where I am now had I not had that foundation, you know, started at, started very, very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say this a lot on this podcast, but it's so true that our relationship with the Lord there's no final destination. Like we never arrive at this place where it's the best it can be. Like we, every single day we're learning more about him. It's our relationship with him is deepening. And so I like that you said that it's kind of evolved over time and it will always probably continue to evolve. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, because it's like, we have highs and lows too. You know, sometimes we feel really close to God and then there's other seasons of life where we just don't. And it's maybe a little bit more of a challenge to cling to our faith. And, um, so I like that you said, it's just kind of evolved over the years. Yeah, no, I, I, I look at kind of various seasons of my own life and, um, you know, faith was never not there. 
Um, but like, I never, there was never a time where I, I lost faith or I lost my way or anything like that. Um, there were definitely times where I felt, you know, like he was farther away, but it was never, um, it was never a time where I, I, I just lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've just started to know him and know his nature, um, you know, as, you know, grown up things have happened. And then you're like, oh, you were working all of this for my good. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And, and I guess we can dive into some of that now too. Um, like what experiences have you had throughout your life that have shaped or changed your view of God? And have there been, you know, significant seasons that have really defined your faith for you? Yeah. Um, and I, and I know that I shared this, you know, in the email before, but I would say that there's, you know, I would say in the last, it's 2022. So I would say since early 2019, um, there've been kind of three really profound times in my life that God has really just revealed, um, who he is and, you know, how he works. Um, and you know, the first one was when, um, my then boyfriend now husband, so it did, the the story worked out. (laughs) Um, you know, he just had a long season of struggle and, you know, he's a very charismatic person. He's very smart. He's always, you know, worked and been, you know, very successful at his job. And the world kind of just crumbled beneath him. And, um, you know, it was, he had asked permission for my parents to, to get engaged and start that part of our lives. And it kind of crumbled right before that. So he didn't propose and, um, you know, to watch someone that you love, you know, become kind of a shell of who they were or who you thought they were you know, all while I just, I really didn't have a lot of support from, you know, the people around us. Um, some people really surprised me, um, as far as their kind of lack of support. And so, you know, other than my parents and my relationship with God, I, I really didn't have anyone who was, you know, an ongoing support system. I felt very alone. I felt his, you know, my now husband's, you know, existence was, you know, resting on my shoulders and it was a lot of pressure. Um, and you know, things were going pretty well for me outside of that. And so I had a choice where I could say, um, you know, what, get yourself back together, put the pieces back together. And then when, when that's all good, come back to me and then we can pick up where we left off. I think that's what some people expected me to do. And I think, you know, a less mature version of me probably would have done that. Um, But I remember walking to work one morning and just hearing God say, stay, now we can meet the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I, I had never heard, I had never heard an instruction like that before. Yeah. Um, And so it was, so I did, you know, not knowing what any of it meant. Um, So it was probably my first 
my first act of obedience, mm. um, where it was just where it was, it was 100% out of faith. It was not out of what I could see. It was not out of anything that I knew ahead. It was, it was a, it was a pure act of obedience, just being like, okay, I have no idea what you just asked me to do, but I guess I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, it was, I had so much peace um, with it. Um, God did something in us, as, you know, as a couple that would not have happened you know, we would not be where we are today had we not really gone through something together and built it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I learned that, you know, if you are looking, if you are looking for peace, both like in your soul and in your mind, like it comes after an act of obedience. It doesn't come before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it took a while to, you know, build it back. Um, you know, I would say it probably took a good year before we could, you know, exhale, um, and take a breath and feel like, you know, we were back on solid ground. Um, it was, it was a hard year. Um, but it, you know, we built it back on something a lot stronger and, it's been the foundation of our relationship ever since. So, you know, that, that situation changed me for sure. Um, it changed it, you know, it definitely softened my heart a lot um, as far as kind of just understanding, you know, what people go through beneath the surface um, and, you know, how you have to take a, you have to take a minute to see what God is really doing in a situation because it doesn't, it's not always what it looks like from the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, people are going, people are going to disappoint you. And I don't mean him. I mean, kind of our external support system. You know, there were people that I expected to step up and they didn't. Um, and so what I learned is, you know, you can rely solely on God. He will provide, you know, mm-hmm. like there are, there are things that he provided in certain moments that, you know, I know were his hand and I know we wouldn't have kind of made it to the next month had those things not happened. Um, so I saw his hand in all of it. Um, and so I think I just also learned that I can rely solely on on him and it doesn't matter if people you know fall short or are disappointing or anything like that because at the end of the day that's not who we need to rely on in the first place yeah um so you know it's also kind of been an an enormous you know lift off of you know my shoulders you know as seasons in my life have evolved since where you know the things don't bother me the way they probably would have because I don't have the same level of expectation of how other people are going to step up or provide or participate or anything like that you know I you know it's a much more intimate expectation of what God can and will do yeah that makes a lot of sense um so then so that was that and then we got married (laughs) 
and had a great wedding and it was amazing. And it was just a celebration of everything that, you know, you would want it to be. And it was in the middle of COVID and still a very safe, happy celebration. Um, and we quickly, you know, wanted to start a family. Um, and it didn't happen right away. Um, and it was, you know, it was hard because everyone around me was getting pregnant pretty easily or, you know, so it seems. And, uh, you know, my body just, my body was not working. Like it was just not doing what, you know, every scientist and doctor and biology teacher tells you is going to happen when you want to start a family. And it was almost like my, my body felt broken. And it was almost like God, I felt like God had held my body hostage. Like mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, it was just like another situation where I just, I was in a forced waiting period when I felt like I had already waited my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. Um, I couldn't find a doctor that would, that was willing to kind of dig a little deeper because I was seemingly very healthy, um, you know, and, and they wouldn't really pay attention to me. Um, and so I had to go and find new doctors who were willing to answer my questions and run the tests that I had asked. And, you know, it took, it took about eight months to find, you know, there wasn't really a problem, but I did need help, but it took eight months to find a doctor that was willing to have a conversation with me. Um, and then, you know, by, by December or January, we had a plan in place and I had, um, plugged into a small group at church and slowly, but surely, you know, the fog had kind of come off as far as like, okay, like, God's always come through. It'll happen when he says it'll happen. I have no idea how, but it will happen. I just kind of surrendered myself and, you know, kind of stopped crying every day. And, um, you know, I had started to kind of find my footing again. Um, and then in March, my sister had a baby and, um, she had wild, um, complications that were completely unforeseen and her life was at risk. And, you know, that just like completely convicted me of everything I had felt as far as, you know, why, why God had kind of put my, my body on pause. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there was no medical explanation as to why anything was happening. Um, And so that was my moment of like, oh, my job right now is to just focus on my sister and just be there for my niece and take care of her, you know, while my sister was in the ICU. And, you know, it, it took, it took all of the focus off of myself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how could I think that this was all about me when it was about something significantly bigger? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, the numbers when it came to my sister, you know, were not positive. And I know that you've talked to Ellie and you've talked to my mom and, um, you know, but I, I never doubted that, you know, something miraculous was going to happen through my sister. I never doubted that she would, you know, not be okay. I was, I had just had no idea how we had gotten to that point where someone who was so healthy could be so sick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fragile. Um, but it, it completely shifted my perspective. I was like, oh, God wasn't withholding from me. He was protecting me. Mm-hmm. And he was leaving space for me to do something that was more important yeah and then she got better and a week later I got pregnant (laughs) that is amazing so yeah it was like the med I had been on medication for two months and the first month it didn't work so um I had I was in the hospital in the in the waiting area talking to my doctor about whether or not we were going to renew a, a prescription. And I said, you know, this is, you know, very strange because um, I'm literally in the waiting area while my sister is in the ICU after childbirth. I don't know if right now is the moment I should be thinking about getting pregnant. But because I had had, you know, these unexplained medical issues, um, I was like, but I want, I I know we'll get past this. And so I just want to set myself up for success after, you know, what do you suggest? And she just said, you know, I'll give you a prescription for the, for the bigger dose. And if you want to take it, you can take it. If you want to wait for the next month, that's totally fine. It's totally up to you. But you know, do what's, do what's right for you. And that Friday she had, Ellie had actually had a really bad night. Um, and that was the night that I was gonna, um, that was the night that I was going to start the medication. And I just decided, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to play God on timing. I'm just going to do what I know I need to do. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then we know it doesn't work. And I just, and I was fine with it. I was fine with either outcome. I knew that God was going to be in either one. I knew a baby would come at some point. I, I had just completely resolved to anything outside of my control or my timeline. And so I took the, I took double the dose. Ellie took a turn by that Monday that's when um, the meds, you know, I, I had continued the medication for a few more days. Ellie was discharged from the hospital and then medication kicked in a week later. And now we have a healthy baby boy. So, you know, it's quite crazy how God's hand is in every detail. And, you know, it is, it has always been for our good. It has never been to harm us. It has never been to withhold Um, you know, if something is not happening in your life on the timeline that you you expected or wanted, it's, it's usually to protect you, not, and for a purpose, not, you know, to punish you or anything like that. And I think, you know, I, I was always someone that kind of had to wait a little longer, try a little harder, um, and I felt, and I think my idea of God had always been that that was just how God taught me, you know, like God makes me wait, you know, that's mm-hmm. just how he is with me. I don't think until, you know, these kind of three things all worked together that I didn't, that I 
that I finally realized that it, it was always for my protection and was always for my good. It was not to, you know, it was not to punish me or just to, you know, call me, you know, last, you know, because he was taking care of everybody else. And then I, you know, like it was, you know, I think, you know, there was one time where I was talking with a small group and I said, you know, I think before all of this, I considered my relationship with God as like, I was like his niece, you know, like I was a close relative, but I wasn't the first person on his mind. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, over the last year, I've been like, no, I'm his daughter. Like mm-hmm. I'm his child and he loves me. Yeah. And, and I never, and I, I never considered that a relationship until kind of all of these things had unfolded. And now I'm sitting here crying because I'm a hormonal 20 week pregnant (laughs) woman, but you know, and I'm, and I'm normally just not a crier at all. Um, You know, it's, (laughs) so I guess, you know, the hormones are working, Um, but but, you know, all of those, all of those things were to get us to this point, you know, like, yeah. you know, we were, we're thriving. We're, you know, we're in a place of like, wow, we were, we were working to, to get here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, you know, and I, and I've, I've never, I've never felt more protected in my mind and my body and my spirit. I've, you know you know all of those things and just seeing how every detail has has gotten us to this place of peace and comfort and none of it would have none of it would have happened had it not started with an act of obedience mm-hmm. you know had I I think had I walked away in a you know you a few years ago or at least t- taken a pause to not really build up my life with my husband, you know, the, the reliance that, you know, I've had on my, on my faith and my relationship and how, you know, kind of profound and steady and stable as it is now, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Um, so, you know, I just, I just see how all things have worked together you know, not just good things and bad things, but big things and small things. And, you know, people who are people who have been very good and people who have been very disappointing, you know, it's, it's all been something that got us to a point where, you know, we have a, we have a healthy, happy marriage and a safe home and, you know, what looks to be a very healthy pregnancy and, and baby. So, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a long road, but you know, it, you know, I wouldn't trade it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I'm really grateful for you for just tying together your story so beautifully, like being able to see, you know, these three defining moments and how they all tie together. I mean, it is really, really cool, even just from an outsider, you know, hearing what God has done. So thank you so much for just taking the time to 
to, you know, write it out and speak it out that way, because I think it is so cool to look back at the full picture. And like you said, God's working all things together. Like, and we don't always see it in the moment, but it's cool. You've been able to reflect back on it and see the ways that he has. Um, yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I guess, um, I know we talked about this a little bit, but do you have a favorite verse or something that, um, you've been learning that you want to leave with our listeners, just kind of recapping your story? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I definitely, you know, God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called called according to his purpose is kind of the constant verse that I have, um, playing, you know, whether it's, you know, in a season where he feels distance and I don't know what he's doing or, you know, we're kind of wrapping up one chapter, heading into another. Um, we're like, okay, yeah, that was all just woven together. Um, beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think Ephesians three twenty, um, where, you know, God can, can do, you know, abundantly above all anything that we could ask, think, or imagine, you know, like, mm-hmm. You know, that's the season that I'm in right now. That's, you know, but I can also say that, you know, three years ago we were, we were not living, you know, in that abundance and abundance looks different every season. You know, it's not money. You know, I think sometimes when we, when we think about abundance, you know, like the earthly interpretation of that verse is, you know, material resources, Um, but when you have an abundance of peace or joy, or just where you, you know, the abundance is, I'm just overflowing with gratitude. Like Mm -hmm. it just looks completely different, you know, when you're in a season of what you feel is lacking, um, you know, three years ago, you know, like I had almost drained my savings taking care of the two of us you know, like it was a stressful time kind of living from one small paycheck to another, um, just not knowing when life was going to change, um, when the situation or the circumstance is going to be different. And it didn't happen overnight. Um, and you know, the, the financial, uh, resolution didn't happen until, much after, you know, the spiritual, mental, um, you know, abundance happened, you know, Mm -hmm. so everything, you know, all of the material stuff kind of follows that. Um, but I would say, you know, between the, um, God works all things together for the good, um, of those who love him and Ephesians 3.20, those are kind of the two that I always, have in the back of my mind as far as you know what kind of gets me you know kind of through one season and into the next absolutely yeah and I also like as I was listening to your story I thought a lot about um first Peter I think it's let me look it up real quick first Peter 1 7 but it's the verse that talks about our faith is more precious than gold, but it's like tested and refined through fire. And the reason we get 
tested and refined is so that we can like the result of that is more praise and glory and honor to, to God. And I just kept thinking about that with your story too, where it's like, you went through fire, you know, you, you went through seasons where you were just like burning because it was painful and it was difficult, but like coming out of it, you're so much stronger and more refined through having gone through that stuff. Um, so that's what I was thinking a lot when I was listening to your story. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no, I definitely, you know, the iron sharpens iron and, um, even, you know, I can't remember exactly, but you know what verse it is, but, um, I think it's in Romans where it's like, we, um, you know, rejoice in our sufferings because suffering brings out, you know, character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in a, in a, in previous seasons, you know, those were the, those were the things that I clung to not really knowing, you know, what it looked like on the other side of, of the suffering or the struggle or, um, you know, when that part would kind of resolve, like if there would ever be a time where, you know, you weren't kind of going through something. Um, but now, you know, you know, as we said at the very beginning, like your relationship with God evolves over time and you start to understand who he is and what his nature is. And, you know, it's not all about suffering. It's not all about, you know, going through something, you know, he's, he's using it for a purpose and he's working in it um, and through it all the time. Um, and I think that's where I've really evolved in my faith over the, particularly over the last year where you just see how, how he weaves through every detail. Um, and it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you and self and other people and things like that. When you're like, I actually don't have to worry about all of this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to control any of this stuff. I don't have to react to any of this stuff. I don't have to, you know, correct people or their ideas or their things or anything like that. I can actually just sit back and do the best I can and, and trust that all of it will work out according to his purpose. And I see that, you know, I see I think had I, had I known that earlier, life probably would have been a little bit easier. Um, but you know, like being pregnant, you know, I, I don't know how people do it without faith because it's all an exercise of things you cannot see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think had I not gotten to where I am spiritually, like the pregnancy part of everything would be, would probably be pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead I'm in a season of like, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know when the baby's going to actually come and how that's going to go. And I've seen pretty close to the worst with Ellie. And so, you know, hopefully it's, it's safer and healthier than that. But, you know, God also did something amazing in that and through that, and he came out the other side. So there's no reason to not trust him, um, throughout this process and, and really just submit, submit the process of this whole thing to him because I can't, I can't control it. 
Um, Mm -hmm. and it's not up to me, you know, I can eat healthy and exercise and sleep and that's pretty much all I can do. So, um, you know, it's definitely been like a peaceful pregnancy. It's been a very happy, peaceful place because of all the other things that we went through that kind of got me to a spiritual place of, of knowing that all things are working together. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much again. I'm just like so grateful that you, you know, took the time and just the the heart to come on here and just share the things that you've gone through. And I know it's not easy. I know it's sometimes difficult to be so vulnerable and, and share the inner workings of the things we've gone through, but I really appreciate you. And I know that, um, you know, someone listening, listening is going to relate to something you shared and just be encouraged. So thank you so much again, Emily. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. I want to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. And if you'd like more information on Sparkle, you can visit us at sparklefaith.com. That's all for now, and I hope your week is filled with the sparkle we all need. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.